Did you have an opener for this I one? I don't think I did. Did you? Uh, I kind of had one. All right, well, let's try I'm really tired. It's been a long day. That's not my opener. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I guess um, they can't all be bangers, huh? <laughs> <clears throat> no, they can't. They can't. And, and then, but that's the thing. Like, see, Adam Driver called and he was like, hey, I can be on the show today. And we were like, sorry, man, we got to like, we got to reschedule because we, we got the honorary Fox brother on today, you know? <laughs> oh, shit, man. Jacob fucking popped out. Right <laughs> Jacob there. did pop out. I heard it. <laughs> you've, you've gone into Jacob exhaustion. Yeah. Dude, I'm... I'm I'm very tired. Yeah. It's almost like I'm high, but I'm not because fuck if I, well, if I was, I would also be incredibly paranoid. Um, wow. But I am rambling like I am. Yeah. You, you are starting to sound like you're on some sort of narcotics. And originally I thought we were going to do a, a intervention for Brian, but I guess we're going to have to do one on you, Jeremy. I didn't, I don't know what's really going on. <laughs> please, please intervene in, uh, <laughs> In in my poor time management, let me take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh no! So uh, so Brian, yes, tell us about Sorbo. Um. Well, I mean, Sorbo really just kind of came from my love of uh, all things wrestling from the eighties and early nineties. And I just kind of came up with a crazy idea to do a cat folk who was a pro wrestler as far as doing the circus and all that stuff. Like, what kind of performance would it be? And then right before we started actually recording uh, Encore of the Lost, um, they came out with the, the wrestling archetype. So... It was just a natural fit to go ahead and embrace that fully and really lean into the the wrestling part of them. So which part came first? Was it like the class or or did you start, you just wanted to go with wrestler for like the performance aspect of it and do full on WWE? Um, Well, I guess really where it, where it started was, was the, was the barbarian. And then mm. when I started looking at the different feats of the barbarian and the different things, I kind of leaned towards the I like the the animal aspect of the rage, because that to me just seems like the more natural aspect of rage. You know, is, is you basically lose the the any kind of human side of you when you when you actually go into a full rage. So then going down through there and seeing the cat one, I was just like, man, it would be cool. Because it even says kind of in later feats that you uh, even started gaining some of the physical features of this. Is I was like, well, what if I just leaned into that from the very start? And that's basically like just, you know, a cat folk l- embracing its catness and letting go of the human side of them. It's catness? Like Hunger Games? <laughs> that it's... I mean, are you sure that he's not going to become more human then, like the converse? Oh, that's interesting. Well, I mean, basically, you you be as the the animal instinct barbarian, you basically just become the animal. So, with him having the the cat instinct for the animal barbarian, I mean, he's really just basically fully becoming like. M- hundred percent cat at that time. He doesn't like, he tries to be of, you know, uh, uh, a cat folk for the most part. But then when he actually rages, that's the only time he'll actually ever bite somebody. I mean, if he's biting people when he's not mad or in combat, that seems like there might be an issue there. Right. But there's, there's things I could take to where he could bite just regularly as like a, a long tooth cat folk and things like that. But I like the fact that he doesn't, that, that he isn't able to use that as an attack until he's raging. 
Oh, almost like it's a part of him himself that he's suppressing. Right, until, right, yeah. right. He won't use his mouth as a weapon until he's in that animal state. Until he's not, in, yeah. Until he's not in control anymore. It's almost a, a sign of the lack of control at that point. Correct. That's cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. And now that I think, now that I'm thinking about it, and like looking back, it's like, oh yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> like it totally like, makes sense. But then it's like almost like when he starts raging, he just starts biting, and there's no like not biting. <laughs> That's just what he's doing. So, so basically, he's like a he's he's like an angry toddler. He's just gonna keep biting you until you know. That's he's it. Quit it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. So in general, like, how do you approach character building for the most part? Um, I don't know. I, I've actually so far approached it uh, multiple different ways. I mean, really, it's um, there's been characters that I've built that I've built based off of kind of like a cool feat or something cool that I found that I kind of want to like play off of. There's other characters where I started kind of writing a backstory and was like, okay, now I need to see if I can build somebody who fits this narrative. Kind of like what I had previously done with our uh, uh, Anatole sessions and stuff like that. Oh, you know, yeah. the paladin. He was, yeah. He did kind of write his backstory first. Yeah. yeah, I wrote his backstory first and then kind of fit the character into that based off of what I could find as far as feats and, you know, character qualities. Um, and then other characters, you know, uh, Emmett, he was more like, you know, we did the life path thing and just kind of rolled him out. So he was a hundred percent just random. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, <laughs> you know, the, the voice came out later after it was, I rolled Hawaii, Hawaii and kind of yeah started. <laughs> that was really what like sealed the deal for Emmett was where he came from. And I was like. Uh, that's this is how he's going to be then. Um, and then actually, uh, I think the the personal favorite character of the group for myself and everything really came from a voice. And I just found the voice and was like, yeah, I'm going to run with that. Oh, the the character that has yet to show up yet and will show up Correct. in a couple weeks. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. He that Wait, voice that, that, that voice came first, and then I decided how to play the character. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I can't wait. Yeah, yeah that's I love that's that character so much. Yeah, and that's just me messing around with voices while I'm driving around by myself, like seeing what I can actually get to happen. Yeah. Nah, I can't wait for that. What is that? Wait, that's like going to be episode. I think it's five, five or five? six. Six. It's, it's six. I think it's, it's six. Because there's uh, <clears throat> the next week's uh, Encore of the Lost, which is uh, Marbles of Modern Medicine. Then it's getting, <laughs> then it's something else. <laughs> then it's, it might even be six now that I'm thinking about it. Like we might it's be in talking there about episode deep. six. Yeah. yeah it's, it's in there pretty deep and it's a short run. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's in pretty six. deep and it's a it's short one. Deep. Pause for edit. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but that was the other thing. If we're going to talk about mm -hmm. things that are like coming up without like really talking about them. Um, I know that like this week on um, two past midnight too, like with Emmett, there's a huge bit of like backstory that's about to, oh my God. to come out. Cause yeah. this is episode three coming out on Monday. That's uh Psalms 82, three. So Yep. That'll be a, that'll be a good one. Completely changes the game. Yeah, yeah. This is what. Yeah, that really turns our campaign. Yeah, I know, and that's interesting because it was like, yeah, that does. It kind of like all of a sudden, like the whole campaign goes whoop, like in a very specific direction at that point, you know. And it's kind of yeah, it's kind of cool. pivotal. Yeah, I guess we can't talk about that now yet. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to. Don't tell me what I can do. Um, don't talk about it because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. Uh, let's see. Can I ask Brian how he, nope, nope, uh, nope. Can't do that either. All right, cool. <laughs> we'll talk about it. All right. And that's Brian. all for this episode, folks. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Brian. Uh, we'll talk to you later. No, no, that, no. that was all yeah. uh, 10 yeah. minutes. We'll, see, here's we'll the interview thing. you sometime after episode 15 when we can actually have a conversation. <laughs> I think 
Oh man, no, like oh, it's. I think it's funny because we dove right into this like conversation talking specifically about the characters, and we didn't even talk about like you briefly mentioned it, Jeremy, about Brian being like the, the honorary Fox brother, but like you oh, you yeah. weren't really exaggerating. Like that's that's pretty accurate, you know. Yeah, but Bree's been around forever. <laughs> so yeah, so Brian's been uh, you know basically a honorary Fox brother for fucking I don't know thirty some years, thirty so. plus. Yep. 30 plus. Yeah, then we don't have to do exact math then. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> the only people I've known longer old. than you guys are actual blood relatives, so. <laughs> so, um, so Brian, then, uh, but yeah, I mean, the point was, was that we like dove, what I was, what I was getting to was that we, we dove right into the like role play, like the character stuff, but we didn't really talk at all about like your, your background with like, you know, have you done any kind of like improv stuff? Have you done any like comedy, you know, things like that? And I'm asked, I know these are leading questions and I know the answers to them, <laughs> <laughs> but not everyone You're the does. worst lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Objection. That's not true. That's what lawyers mean. do. When you have your witness, you ask right. them the questions that you know they're going to answer. <laughs> but you don't, you don't tell them they're leading questions. You just <laughs> ask them leading questions. I object. <laughs> Overruled. <laughs> Sustained. Sustained. <laughs> and then my dog sat on a bee. I hold you in contempt of court. <laughs> uh, uh, will the yeah. witness please answer the question? <laughs> I don't even know what the question is anymore. <laughs> Your Honor, permission to treat the the witness as a uh, as a badger, hostile as a badger. Yeah, because obviously he just doesn't give a shit anymore. The witness has gone full honey badger. Allow me to treat the witness as badger. As a badger. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I do remember a text from earlier like, hey, if you don't talk about a whole bunch of dumb crap, I won't have to edit all this out. <laughs> oh no. Most of this is staying in. Oh no, this is staying. This will stay in. Oh, oh my god. Oh fuck. You guys are terrible. Oh god. Yeah, so Brian. Um Tell us about your experience and in uh, in uh, improv or comedy or both performance performance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I did the the normal stuff during high school stripping. Uh, yep, I, yep, what? stripping. That's, that's how everybody gets through school, isn't it? <laughs> I think I have pictures of that actually. <laughs> you probably do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, band, theater, drama, all that stuff, and then, uh, well, and me and you, Jeremy, we actually did what? Well, I did three years of clown camp. I think you did one. Yeah, I did. I did one year of clown camp. Um, yeah, which is which is exactly what it sounds like for everybody out there. It is literally just a camp to learn to be a clown. I, I mean, I don't feel like we needed to go to a camp. I mean, no, we didn't. Well, if anything, I learned balloon <laughs> animals. So I still I still sometimes do balloon animals for some of the stuff that the kids are involved in. That's probably the one thing I took away from that. You know, what's funny is, is I did clown camp, too. And you're, you're never going to guess which one I focused on. Jeremy probably. Improv. Miming <laughs> does not translate well to the medium we're doing right now. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Like right now. Go ahead and, and, and try to like break out of that box. Ooh, nice rope pull. Ooh. See, right? Yeah, that's pretty good, right? It's beautiful. Beautiful. Well done. Well Sight done. gag. <laughs> we're not even running cameras. I know. That's what's funny about it. <laughs> And none of us are in the same state. <laughs> yeah, right. Funny part was I was actually, I was actually miming at my microphone. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> why even? 
In character, man. Got to be in character. Mm. (laughs) See, dear listeners, that's how in character we get. We talk with our hands. We mime. Can't see shit. Yep. (laughs) Jeremy still can't shake Jacob's voice. (laughs) It's bad. He talks like him nine times out of ten. (laughs) He does. I I told you guys. Like it. I have to consciously think to not speak like Jacob because it's so easy to lean into it and like <laughs> god damn it was it right there like it, it starts fucking up my speech patterns <laughs> it does <laughs> so hard so it'd be on the phone and Jeremy would start just going into like the Jacob talk man <laughs> it was just like great. drifting into it man just drifting into it mid conversation it was like, fucking hilarious you know it just you just fall into it and it's just like the easiest thing to do man god all right anyway yeah so uh after all that uh after high school i did uh stand up for about 3 years really the only thing that came out of that is i took uh third place in a uh, City of Dayton Sierra Miss contest, but yeah, that's that's really kind of my background. I've just really well, never something. had much fear about doing anything. So that was like a was it what? Now I'm curious. <laughs> I didn't know about that. What do you mean by third place <laughs> at a Sierra Miss contest? I'm assuming it was a comedy thing, and it wasn't. Yeah, how to do comedy with Sierra Mist? It was like they were the ones no, sponsoring it, it, right? Yes, yes. Sierra Mist sponsors a nationwide contest every year. So, oh, oh, cool! And I took cool. third place out of the 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 Dayton auditions, basically, and really all I got was a little extra mic time for the club that I was at. You can also say you're the third funniest person in Dayton. That's yep. a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody could say that. <laughs> That that's saying something because Dave Chappelle was like right around the corner. Oh yeah. yeah, Dave Chappelle is from right there. Yeah, that's right. See, there you go. He didn't get third place, did he? He probably no, didn't even show up. He was he was a professional. They don't let him in that. <laughs> yeah, you can't already have a contract. <laughs> but was he at that point? I don't think he was in contract at that point. I think that was at, that might have been when he like. Left, yeah, I think you know it was what I mean? during like, his disappearance and breakdown stuff. His hiatus, yeah, yeah. Mm. But no, that's pretty cool. That's. Uh, do you have any clean material you would be willing to share with us? I don't think I've ever heard any of it. Um, uh, clean material? You act like know, our man. show's clean. Okay, yeah, I know. Well, that, that's for one. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> two. Um. I have one that is semi-clean, but it is uh, probably insensitive for the time period we live in now, so I won't use okay. one. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> let, not that one. Not that one. Yeah. Let's, let's skip that one. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that guys that one after we stop the recording. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one was a very dated joke. Um, and it's actually, I think it's the reason that I took third place in the contest. Was um, it about Kennedy? No, it was about George W. Bush, <laughs> the second one. Oh, now I got to oh. hear it. Come on, come on. Now we got to hear it. Yeah. I, I want to hear so, this. Yeah. Uh, every, I was reading the newspaper the other day, and George W. Bush was in it, and I was reading it, and everybody seems to be all up in arms and worried that now he wants to invade Iran. You know, we've got the Iraq war going on. We just invaded Afghanistan, and now everybody's worried that we're going to end up taking Iran, but... Everybody should have seen this one coming because everybody who knows anything knows you got to have all three properties before you put hotels on them. (laughs) It's dated, but it's good. I like it. Shit. I wonder what the rent is on those. Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of which, Brian, at some point you're gonna have to join like we're gonna one th- when I finally get this game made and put together, it's oh, somewhat no. along the lines of what you were just talking about, yeah, by the way. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like just, monopoly just meets risk. <laughs> it's riskopoly. That's literally what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Pause for edit. I don't Can care. Get... No, here's the thing. No, somebody's legally... gonna make it. 
I can't sell it. <laughs> well, you, you can't. You don't name it that. Why but, not? Yeah. I could say that in the show. As long as I don't sell it as that, I can call it Riscopoli all I want. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm saying so no one else makes it and then like steals Whatever. your idea. Whatever. I'll have a recording and digital proof that they listen to my show. Oh, that's fair. That is fair. So if it comes out now. But no, so basically, and I'm going to go into extensive detail of what the game is now. So it's Risk and Monopoly put together, right? So instead of normal properties, the properties are the territories from Risk, right? Yeah. And then, the you know, you basically play a round of Risk and a round of Monopoly, like, all at the same time. So you can either win economically by, like, bankrupting everybody else, or you can win by, like, you know, militarily taking them over. Or so. both. Or both, you know, using both tactics and hitting them, you know, riskopoly. There you go. See, yeah, I do like that though. That was that was good. <laughs> like I said, I think that's really the one that drove me into third place. Is it was not? Yeah, it, it yeah. was it was pretty on point right at the time. <laughs> it does seem that it, that and the yeah, other one that yeah. I will tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. On brand for the oh, offensive. Man. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, oh, that was the other question. I, I knew that there was one more question that I'd actually thought of. Um, GMing. Have you ever had any interest in GMing? If so, uh, what games were you thinking about GMing? Well, I mean, I've only recently even picked, you know, uh, tabletop RPGs up again since high school. So... There, there seems to just kind of be more of a, like, almost the feeling of a learning curve that mm -hmm. I guess makes me a little gun shy to try and GM. I mean, I see you guys mm -hmm. do it so well, and you guys have been <laughs> playing for quite some time. <laughs> well, I'm, you guys have to learn to take compliments, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you know the rules of the game we play better than I do. <laughs> look, well, look, half of you... A lot of times, half of GMing is pretending like you know the rules, and it, and it works well because the players don't. <laughs> yeah, like if they it don't know the rules. So, so am I screwing up everything? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, because you keep telling us like, no, 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 you're you, you're wrong. This is what it says in the book. It's like, well, God damn it, Brian. <laughs> well, no, no, that actually that's fine because then it's like, oh, okay, sorry, you know, yeah, you just move on, right? But that's like, oh yeah, totally, yeah, 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 yeah that's it. <laughs> It's like, oh, right, right, you're right. Yeah, that's right. So, and then you just move on and you go with that. Truly, that that does help out. Well, I just, I don't know all the rules. I just try and know the rules that are going to apply to me. Like, See, that's, that's an that, important that thing to do. Yeah. I just feel like that's basic player etiquette. As being a player, <laughs> if you take feats or skills or abilities, know what they are and how they work. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't this is what this is why you're the honorary fox brother? Uh, <laughs> oh man, I was like, I was just thinking, I was like, this is deja vu. We were just talking about this last week. We here. talked about that in like the very first scuttlebutt. Yeah, it was yeah. like, know your shit as a player. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, just it's good player etiquette. I mean, yeah, yeah. If, if somebody has to hold your hand with your character. You're not role playing. You're being <laughs> led along. Yeah, but I mean, to, to a certain extent, I I would like to defend new players in that regard. To like, um, they, they may not know the rules yet. You know, right? If, right. No, it, I'm it, all for it, 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 it a new player a learning how to play. But like, if there's a month in between sessions, there's things you could do. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> to read or look up or you know what I mean. At least just basic knowledge of your character like hey i took this feat sure. and it does this and if you even if you read the feat and don't understand what it does i mean how many times have i sent you a text like hey i read this and it kind of sounds a like lot. this but does it mean that or this like how are we going to rule that if i actually try and use it in game a lot and some of the ones you sent me were like very open-ended in gm call and i was like well there's nothing in the book about that so let me just make a call on that and i, I it, which is cool because like i've done the exact same thing to adam for yeah like our iron gods campaign and starfinder like i'll send him a thing be like i want to do this 
how does that work? You know, yeah. and and yeah. I think that's that's really important to have that kind of relationship, like player GM relationship. Is like, mm. I want to do this thing. How's it work? You know? Yeah, yeah, and like I'm thinking about that because there's two different t tactics a player could use if you have like this cool feat, right? You could either like communicate with the GM and be like, "Hey, how does this work? Am I reading this right? Does it do this? You know what I mean?" Or you could be like, "I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna show him. You know what I mean? And like use it as like a ha, gotcha. You know, trump card. And then you've like didn't even read the rule right. You know what I mean? It's like, it, yeah, there's yeah. It's, it's better to have if you're open gonna do communication. a gotcha. Yeah, yeah. If you're right, gonna do I, a gotcha, you gotta know the rule. Like, yeah, yeah. Not only that, but if you're trying to pull the gotcha move, at that point it goes to almost like you're you're trying to win. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, are you trying to win? Because you can't. <laughs> Rocks fall, you your trying, character dies. Right, you're trying to get one over on the person who controls reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The very next door could be your death if you try and do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, yeah, and because all the GM has to do is go, okay, cool, fine, whatever, and then like, yeah, you open the next door, and it's like, there's a nuclear weapon in there. It's like, but we're playing Pathfinder, and he's like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Boof, yeah the door, is, the door's a mimic. It ate your hand. It's over. Whatever. Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, th yeah, there's a hundred ways to die. It's you don't you don't play to beat the GM. I mean, and I think that's the thing is there has to be like open communication between between the players and the GM and the, the players have to kind of trust that the GM has like maybe not their best interest in mind, but like the, the story's best interest in mind and like everybody's, you know, collective enjoyment of it. You know what I mean? Like, right. And in that sense, the player's best interest in mind, you know what I mean? Like they're, yeah, it's not necessarily it, just how do I bend the rules so that it's, every awesome thing you want it to be. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like, no, there's limitations and the limitations kind of give it like drama. You know what I mean? Like the drama comes sometimes from those limitations right. within the rules or we would just be playing. I, I'm a superhero. Yeah. And that's the thing is so many people get into that like superhero mindset to where they, and then they also fall into the, well, I'm the star of this show. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's what I you know what I'm doing is the biggest and best thing and you know what I mean it, it, you mm -hmm. can't yes and somebody who's just trying to steal the spotlight right right Adam hey wait are you talking about me <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. well it didn't take you long to become queen of the circus so. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's dead i'm in charge now <laughs> highest charisma sorry it was like it made the most sense <laughs> yeah, that's really true. Did. <laughs> they did have the highest charisma yeah it was it was just a like i guess i'm the one who has to do this you know what i mean like yeah. what other pc was gonna step up and do that like it, yeah oh, the, yeah. yeah the two the yeah the other two with mainly athletics wasn't about to go start being yeah. the face. <laughs> yeah. Like Sorbo wasn't going to go out there and be like, next up is the blah, 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 you know, like it whatever. It would have been amazing though. <laughs> Here's a show. Shut up. <laughs> you clap now. You owe me a, you owe me a copper piece. <laughs> Two copper pieces now. <laughs> oh man. No, but yeah, and you are right, though. I mean, because that was one of the things was that um, that first uh, couple, you know, episodes of Encore, because Jeremy, because like that was part of our like, you know, experimental, you know, can we make a podcast out of this? And when we were listening back and we were like, wow, there's a lot of really cool stuff here. There were also a lot of things where I was like, man, I over talk over people too much. I need to pull back. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, I mean, it was really informative to like listen back to it and go, oh, wow, shit, I need to like not do that so much and try to like and that that did kind of change how I was role playing there, there was a lot of after that me being like and I think Jeremy and I were talking about that about being like hey you know so what do you think dick what do you think Sorbo what do you you know like trying to like make it more of a conversation between the characters instead of just you know uh grandstanding you know yeah <clears throat> well and that's uh if I, if I can bring something else up that's something that we've also had conversations about is the it, come to find out it seems a little harder to role play in Pathfinder sometimes just because of the 
amount of rules and roles for rules. Sometimes it feels like a little more difficult to play the character instead of playing the character sheet. Right. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I, I, I think we did a, I think we've done a pretty good job of it so far. Oh, though. I think we've done an, I, I, yeah. I've, I yeah. love the game and I, I think we've done an amazing job of trying to balance the two, but it also yeah. seems like with twilight, it comes a little more effortlessly because the, the, the rules are a little looser. <laughs> to to just allow the movement of the P, the yeah. the PCs through the game. Yeah. No, I mean I, I'd say what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And and it does I I think it um you you can still do that with Pathfinder. You know what I mean? Like I think you yeah. can still you can still play it that way with Pathfinder. It's just incumbent on the players to not play the the character sheet, you know. Right, but it it, it instead like a lot of times it, it, you know, it's a trap you can fall into where it's like uh, yeah, I say yeah. four words. Is that diplomacy or deception? <laughs> and then you roll for it instead of just having the conversation in a fluid way. Yeah, yeah. Actually, right. one of the real fun ways to do it is to roll first and then decide what it was that you said after you <laughs> roll for it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's like, well, fluff I rolled it, real yeah, terrible. Fluff it afterwards. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys going camping? <laughs> <laughs> You smell pretty. <laughs> I like you. Be my friend. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> but that's that's actually a conversation Adam and I had had about um, just GMing styles in general, and um, it was really it was really important to me from a GM standpoint to give the players that time to role play. You know, like it, one of the things they always say about. Uh, like running campaigns and, and running encounters is keep your players on a clock. Like you have to keep them on a clock, you know, to keep it moving, keep it moving or else they bog down. And then the encounter kind of gets a little boring and everything gets a little stale. But, but when you're not in that encounter and, and if you do have time lean into the role play, I mean, cause that's the kind of game we were more interested in anyways, you know, it was like, mm -hmm. and it was incumbent on me to like, make that space for you guys. So I, I try really hard <laughs> to, 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 to give you guys that opportunity. Oh, I know you do. You, you do an amazing job. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's really the, the game itself that kind of doesn't lend itself sometimes to that. Like you said, yeah. because it say like five words and then roll a, an amazing roll a well, 20 and you're like, Oh, I win. You know, well, see, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily, the the mechanics of the game though i mean i think i think sometimes it's because with with something like pathfinder you're running an adventure path right so there's like the rails and like the story and like you can and if you allow your players to fill in the role play in between they then that experience just broadens the thing right. with twilight is there's not there's not twilight an adventure path yeah no twilight no with sparkly fucking vampires with the thing with twilight <laughs> how dare you no it's, the I, thing with uh team jacob <laughs> the thing with twilight 2000 is that it it it's a little bit less structured in that way so then it um half the time i'm giving you guys time to role play so i can figure out what the fuck's gonna happen you know what i mean so it's like i just like sit back and like i'm I'm doing other shit you know what i mean so it works out well so i, I think that it's not just the mechanics of the game as much as it's also the setting and the um and and just the gm allowing the players the the time to breathe it in like jeremy was saying like if you give the players the time to breathe it in you know, you don't have to make them roll diplomacy checks with each other. You know what I mean? Intimidation checks, shit like that. Like they just let them let them play it out in character and see how it plays out. You know. Yeah, and well, and that's you know, uh, in future episodes, that's some of the my absolute favorite moments. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, we've had some pretty funny back and forth. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> oh god. Like I, I, I totally prefer, yeah, the, the message one. And then the, uh, <laughs> how do we get a cleric conversation still <laughs> makes me laugh out loud every time I hear it. That's Absolutely. coming up. That's this week. Every, that's every this time. week. Yeah, that's, that's episode yeah, three. Yeah. This, that's, that's episode a week three. from today or a week yeah, from a week from yeah, yes, right. yesterday, <laughs> a week from Thursday while we're recording this, yeah. it'll be on the, yeah, yeah the 21st. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, oh, and the, the, some of those back and forths have been some of my absolute favorite. 
And that's oh, yeah, actually totally, totally. in these games, that's what I prefer is the improv and conversations more than the dice rolls. The dice rolls just basically keep things random. Yeah. I, I just really like the ability to kind of roll with that. And, you know, especially with the group of guys that we've assembled for these games, it's amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that was the thing, too, is like when Jeremy and I first started talking about, you know, doing the podcast in the first place, it was when it was like it was uh, Jeremy, you, Kyle and me. And we were just like, this is really good dynamic. You know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. just a really smooth mm-hmm. like role play. And yeah. And it it was a big it, part of what sold the entire idea, because the recording Adam and I, we talked about it before. Like I immediately bought a microphone after I heard the recording. I was like, nope, that's garbage. I need a mic. Um, but, but, and then but upgraded the chemistry, everybody's microphones. And then upgraded everybody's microphones. But the chemistry, like you guys had as a party and like we had as a group, it was just, it was really good chemistry. And, and, and as far as gameplay and, and I, I think you can hear it, you know, as far as the way it comes out. Yeah, and that was the thing too. Is like by the time we got to doing the the Twilight Two Thousand ones, was we'd had all of that like, you know, backlog of doing that. That the only person that wasn't part of that was Chris, you know, like before from us doing Encore, and so he was kind of new to that mode, you know. And uh, I think he picked up pretty quick, and he's he's kind yeah, of yeah. rolling with it pretty good. But and I think yeah. like once you throw somebody in, it kind of shakes up that dynamic a little bit, and you kind of have to like readjust readjust a little bit especially since you and i had switched that um the gm role gm player mm-hmm. role, you know mm-hmm. um so they kind of like uh, that role play takes a little bit of a turn like it's the difference between encore and um twilight 2000 i think the difference is you're less sadistic than i am <laughs> that might be the difference <laughs> you um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think so. Like, I, I want the players to flourish. You know, I, I don't, I don't see it as a. I, I truly don't see it as an opposition thing. Like, I, mm-hmm. I feel more like a gardener. You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me too. It's, it's like, just, it's like roses. You just got to trim them so that they grow more. You know what I mean? Like roses. Look, if anyone out there, if you plant rose bushes, tear them out. Just rip them out. <laughs> They're the worst plant in the world. Well, and playing for both of you, I, I really feel like it's one is trying to bring the the characters out of the characters, and the other one is trying to apply Squash pressure them. until the character <laughs> comes out or cracks. <laughs> Wait, which one's which? <laughs> we'll let them decide. Wait, what <laughs> Keep listening, oh, you'll figure shit. it out. I'm yeah. sure it's, it's anybody who's listened up to this point, I'm sure they could tell the difference. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. they know. <laughs> After week two, they're like, oh, yeah, we, we could tell. Well, but that's also the setting. You know what I mean? Like, that's just For what sure. the setting is. Like, it's not, you know. That brings me around to my next question. Brian. Yes. Um, Is there an RPG setting that you prefer? Or is there one that you just have no interest in? Like horror space fantasy like which is what's your preferred uh tabletop realm or can i can i or on top of this yeah absolutely or maybe not preferred but one that you haven't got to do yet that you'd like to do oh yeah that too yeah um well i mean i really haven't got to do a whole whole lot i mean most of what i've done has either been you know kind of D D uh hobbit kind of you know don't say hobbit no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that sorry halfling <laughs> halfling movie no. kind of <laughs> you know the furry foot things <laughs> right like like high fantasy is what you're talking about yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 high fantasy all that and i mean that's that's really where most of it kind of lands um but then stepping into Twilight, and then, I mean, we did Shadowrun kind of back in the day, which was kind of like a mm-hmm. makeshift future kind of thing. Um, really, I just, I I really like more, I guess, like I said before, the the role play and the, the people. So a game that allows me to do that, I don't really care 
how it goes. I'm huge into horror. Okay. I'm big into sci-fi. You know, even the the high fantasy stuff, everything. It, there's not really anything that I'm kind of like, I, I snub my nose up to. It's just really like, can we have fun doing it without it being like, uh, I don't know, over encumbered with so much like, you know, rules and everything else like becoming a chore. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to ever do anything just to do it. Like, Hey, we have to do this game. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good then. Don't tell me I have to do something. I don't respond well to that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm sitting over here and one of the games is one we're actually planning on recording this week for later. Eventually. Um, I'm looking at on my bookshelf. The other one uh, I'm looking at on my bookshelf is Alien. Would you have any interest in doing that one at some point, Brian? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah. It, does, that, does that still use the, the uh, like, year zero? Or? Yes. Yeah, yes? it's free league, yeah. Yep. Oh, fantastic. It's a, oh, yeah, it absolutely. Is slightly different mechanics. Slightly. Well, I'm sure. I'm um, sure they, they're going to adjust certain things just to... Well, it's, it's more like the, yeah, like the year zero with like D6s only. Like there's no, you don't use D10s and D12s and D8s. Um, okay, so you, it, when you step up, you just add dice? Yeah, you just add more dice, uh, which is more like most of the other year zero ones. But um, yep. also it has a thing called stress dice. So as your character takes stress, you get to roll more dice. But that also means that like if you get a one on those stress dice, that's when bad shit starts to happen. Okay, but you so, have yeah. to roll them if you... If you're taking stress, you have to roll the, that number of dice with your rolls anyway. Like, it just slowly Fantastic. builds up. So, yeah. And then so, you crack, yeah. and the first one of us who yeah. cracks gets to go, game over, man! <laughs> yeah, and then you start randomly shooting around, and you accidentally hit your buddies. Or an alien that's right beside your buddy, and they get sprayed with fucking acid. You know, like, that's... That's yeah. right. Yep. So. Yeah, so yeah, Absolutely. Alright, cool. Whatever Good. you're gonna do, do it fast. So aside from Alien, uh of the games that you are aware of, what game is the most exciting to you? Like is is there a game that you're like, man, I just want to play this game if I can just get the chance to play X, you know, whatever game it is. Like, what game would that be? Um Really, I think the the there's kind of like a toss up between two that I I haven't got to play that I really kind of want to. Uh, one is uh, Delta Green because I haven't done anything with like a you know kind of the Cthulhu horror genre, and so that one kind of interests me a lot. And then the other one would probably be uh, Forbidden Lands just because it almost seems like where Pathfinder and Twilight would cross paths. Mm -hmm. And to me, that just sounds like a whole lot of fun. It's yeah. Forbidden lands is a little bit darker. It, it, it almost has elements of like Morkborg in there too. I'm probably saying that wrong and it's fine. Mark, yeah. Mark Borg, right? I, yeah, sure. Or something like that. Um, I'm probably saying it wrong too. Yeah. Uh, but it has a little bit of elements of that in there too, where it's, it, it's, there's a lot of chaos behind like even the character creation. That's mm -hmm. so yeah, it, it does lean a little bit more like twilight 2000, but it has those elements of high fantasy that, you know, have become synonymous with like D and D and Pathfinder. Yep. Oh, and to answer the question from earlier, hold on. You you did okay. ask me which one I would be most comfortable probably GMing. It would probably be oh, Pathfinder yeah. 2 just because that <laughs> one I have actually spent the most time in and the uh am most familiar with the the rule sets and things like that. I feel a little more comfortable I guess in that. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, because you did dive really pretty deep into those rules, so like I said, you you know them better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> like that's probably I, true. That's probably true. I'm really not being. I'm not trying to be self-deprecating, but I'm just being, um, acceptant of 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 my own 
rules ignorance. Because <laughs> I know you have like you you've really dug into them, and dug into the rules and, and taken to them. And uh, there's right, definitely well, a couple times where you're like, no, 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 no that's is this. I'm like, all right. Whatever. It's a reflex save, not a fortitude save. Oh, yeah. Or the God. reflex DC, not a fort DC. <laughs> I butcher those rules so bad. Like I said, it's fine as long as no one catches it. <laughs> right. Well, but that's the whole reason I took assurance with athletics was because of those saves. You haven't mm-hmm. taken it yet. <laughs> yeah, I have. I took that, that was, yeah, I took that from level the, one. I got, yeah, I got that from uh, farm, mm-hmm. farmer from oh. level, level one. Yeah, because he used it in episode two. Yeah, I think pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I kept tripping Jolene, the drunk girl, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she didn't have anything for a reflex save, so I could mm-hmm. just auto do it oh, with yeah. the assurance. And I was aggravating the crap out of you with that, like because every time she had a turn, she had to pick herself back up. <laughs> yeah, well, it was just. It, the trip is one of the worst things because then you have to decide, well, do like do I waste an action standing up or do I just stay on the ground because I know I'm going to get tripped again? That's also the reason to do it. I mean, you're you're using up their action economy, you know, for sure. Correct. For sure. And that's why that's why I took it as like a first level thing was and I if I can find out whether they have low fort, low reflex, low will or whatever, and I can try and use my athletics accordingly to either grapple trip or. Uh, what's the other one? No, grapple trip. Yeah, grapple or trip. Mm. Yeah, grapple and trip. Well, because, yeah, because we got a big, burly, you know, hit hard guy. He probably, his reflex isn't going to be as good, so you could use an action to trip him and then move back, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, like, attack and then move back, you know? Or right. attack, then trip, then move back, because then you well, force them to, like, stand up, move, and they only get one attack. They don't get three attacks on you. Well, I think I think Brian did it really well because the the crazy thing about athletic assurance is it doesn't the the, the attack penalties don't stack mm-hmm. anytime mm-hmm. you use it. So you just you can you can trip on your last action and like attack him twice, trip him once, and in that that trip, there's no multiple attack penalties. To it. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very broken very broken thing. <laughs> so if there was a let, let's let's go to the setting thing one more time, just because I feel like. Is there a type of setting that you think maybe doesn't exist as a role playing game that you think would be an interesting type of role playing game? Like even if it's like a movie or like whatever, like a style of game. Genre, I guess. Hmm. I mean, I. And even I if you think that probably. Yeah, even if you think probably it does exist, but you just haven't heard of it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, well, I think it does exist. I just don't know of anybody who's like playing like a really good one or anything. Like I've never heard of mm-hmm. anybody like, oh, you totally got to check this out. And that would be Western. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I've never <laughs> seen I've never seen like a, a like a really good Western. Tabletop RPG, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not noted. W- noted. Yeah. Um, offhand, I don't know of one. Maybe someone can. Uh, I don't know. Email us or tweet us or something and fucking tell us about one. Because <laughs> yeah, offhand, yeah I I'm all ears. But yeah, I've never, there, I've never actually heard of uh, a good one. There is a, there is a Cthulhu one actually. That's a Western one. Um. Darker Trails, I think is what it's called. It was a uh, is more of a setting, I think, for um, um, Call of Cthulhu. I think that's what it was called. Yeah, and I know that, like you know, I know certain things with like D and D and the the gunslingers and things like that. They've you know tried to lean that way a little bit without leaving the high mm-hmm. fantasy. It's you know what I mean. It would just be cool, kind of like Twilight, if somebody leaned real hard into. Like Wild West Frontier Survival. I mean, if you got rid of machine guns and it <laughs> you could probably use the Twilight Two Thousand rules as a as a Western. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if you just went back to, to rifles and six shooters. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um can I, can we run that? 
<laughs> Can we just do that? Because all the cards could be the same. You know, it's like you found a burned out well, car. No, it's a burned out wagon. There are yes, some, and if you, there are some cards that would not work. <laughs> like <laughs> that's fair. That's like, fair. Ones that deal with like I don't know a giant crater from a nuke. You know, like that's not going to work. <laughs> it, it could be no it, mm, asteroids. I mean, it could still be a crater. It just wouldn't be a, like, radiated, you know, an irradiated crater. Yeah, that's fair. But if you take out those cards yeah. and just play with the not those ones. Well, it, yeah, you could even kind of lean it a little more towards kind of like, what is it, uh, Outlaw Josie Wells with the... Mm-hmm. God, I love that movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do too. And then you have the 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 kind of the Civil War aspect still going on in the background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually had an idea uh, for a Pathfinder game that was going to take place like during the Civil War, but it was going to use like <laughs> Pathfinder rules, and it was going to be like the Drow. Anyway, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but like, there was <laughs> there was a whole idea I had, and I never got around to doing it because, yeah, those well it picked up Starfinder, yeah, before yeah. we even got into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, now I'm just thinking about running a, a Western theme <laughs> Twilight 2000. That sounds <laughs> yeah, amazing. Know. It does sound really cool. Because most of those cards would still work. Twilight 1870. <laughs> Actually, in the back of the referee manual, um, it has like if you use like the the solo rules, because it, it also has where like you could use a normal deck of cards and mm-hmm. what the different symbols mean and what the numbers mean. And you could totally just interpret those like tarot cards as, you know, and be like, oh, this is a block. You know what I mean? And like insert mm-hmm. thing here, you know, just using a normal deck of cards even. So, yeah, yeah. And it would just be uh, going by what a one is and what a spade or a club or a heart or a diamond is. You know what I mean? Or an ace, not a one. You know. But like whatever. Like it just you could just use that and it would, you know, that would work. Okay. Uh I, I will present this. Brian, when I when I thought about playing <laughs> second edition, I was like, man, the only way I'm gonna get to play second edition is if I just GM the damn thing my myself. Uh, you want to GM that? <laughs> yeah, Brian. Brian, we want you to completely reinterpret the the Twilight Two Thousand game into a western, yeah, so we can play never, it for a couple. You've sessions. never GM before. <laughs> now you just you didn't make up an entire game. Make it up. Make it up. <laughs> well, the be- the best thing about the Twilight Two Thousand is you have the cards. You just draw the cards and be like, "All right, this is the encounter." Yep. Oh, wait, I don't think we should do that because then he'll see all, what all the cards are. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, we'll just have to get that. listeners to write them for us. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can yep. do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Brian, we've asked you a bunch of questions. Do you have any questions for us? Questions for you guys. Um, well, uh, both of you guys are GMs on two different games, and you guys have very different styles, and you both play under each other. And you guys can't take a compliment for nothing. <laughs> I want to know what you like about the other one's GM style. Should we roll percentiles as who goes first? Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. You go first. Wait, what? Yeah, you roll first. Um, I Wait, what, what is it highs or lows? What are we doing? Um, let's do Delta Green rolls. Oh, Delta uh, opposed luck roll. You want to do that? Yeah. Highest, but like highest without going over 50. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. I like the idea of an opposed luck roll. All right. All right. What do you got? 52. And then you went over. So you go first. Oh, well, shit. Because I got a 40. <clears throat> so for me, the, the thing I really like about Adam's jamming style is like, he will dissect the shit out of all of the things the players could possibly do like rarely is he surprised by by anything any of us are going to do like he, he knows what buttons to push for everybody and i, I mean good or bad <laughs> like he knows what buttons to push on a player to like kind of steer them in a story direction but also at the same time just giving them free reign of the situation you know it, it's it's like being on an open plane and he just kind of like pokes you on the side and you go what the fuck and then you know it, it turns it, he doesn't really know where it's going per se but it, it's in the 
general direction. Like, I think he's really good at, at kind of guiding that story because like, think about the bajillion possible outcomes of, of a special, of a specific scenario and kind of like how to tweak that. So I think honestly, he's, his foresight is phenomenal. So thank you. That's my compliment. I'll, I'll take yeah. that as a compliment. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, I'm not even going to rebut it. I'm just going to just going to go on. Um, <laughs> Cuz Brian already harassed you. <laughs> yeah, he already harassed me about it. Um uh yeah, I I think Jeremy actually was kind of hitting on uh the thing that I was thinking earlier um when he was talking about giving the characters room to breathe cuz I think he does a really good job of even within like a more stringent um like rules setting of of something like Pathfinder. Um and I think that's because of his preference towards that type of game anyway of of letting letting the characters come out and not getting bogged down by the minutia of of um, rules interpretations you know what i mean like what he's gming i think he does a really good job of of kind of just like moving the story along and you know kind of uh bouncing off of those things and you know letting it happen like whatever it is and then just like or you know giving the the characters the chance to but then also working it in, you know what I mean? Like you got a character doing a thing, you know what I mean? Like, like you have a player that's, um, you know, role playing a moment, you know what I mean? And then, you know, yeah, they say a sentence or two and then being like, okay, roll intimidation because it's like, that's what you're doing. You know what I mean? And he, I think he does a good job of interpreting the role play back into a rule also, but so there we go. Well, thanks. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to do that because I don't know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> you, you weren't supposed to rebut. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a, a rebut. It was an explanation. <laughs> that's, not, that's the same thing. <laughs> it's a synonym. <laughs> oh, oh, man. No, but, but also, yeah, Brian, and then, like, I think I think you do a really good job of of – um, seeing the character within the rules, you know what I mean? Of like taking, like you were talking about earlier, you know, about being like, I want to make like this wrestler. How do I do that based on the rules? You know what I mean? And, and kind of like interpreting the character out or through it, you know what I mean? And there, and it is, it's two very completely different ways of coming at that um, perspective that you've done in these two different characters between Sorbo and between Emmett, you know, like one, you were like, this is what the character is. How do I make it? And the other one was like, here's the random roles of this character. Who is this guy? You know, but they're still the same concept. You know what I mean? Of like letting the, who the character is inform their personality. So I think you do a good job of like latching onto that and then sticking to it. You know, even if it is, you know, potentially detrimental in a situation, <laughs> which is good. I don't mean that as like, I mean like that's the, you know, I think sticking with the character's, um, strengths, you know, even if it's a detriment is, is a, is a, you know, good quality for role playing. Well, thank you. I just, I, I like you, we talked about earlier, I think all of us kind of almost maybe lean into our character sometime too much, <laughs> <laughs> if that's possible, but you know, yeah. it's like to where it's like, you know, I know what Emmett ate for lunch last Thursday. And mm -hmm. now, now that's why he's a little cranky today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'll never say it. I'll never say it out loud. Nobody else knows it, but that's just the way my brain works is I need to know the little things about him so that as a situation arises, I can react to mm -hmm. it. And that's just kind of where I try to sit in it. And yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. um, cause like I've been in a situation before where I have a paladin, you know what I mean? And they're in a scenario where it's like, this is really dumb. He attacks, <laughs> you know, because it's just like, that's what he's going to do. God damn it. You know? Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. And it just, it's, it's like, I could like try to justify why he does the smart thing or I could be like, this is what he does. You know, it's like, this is what the, this guy would do, you know? Yep. Yeah. Which is very easy to do with a barbarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also, but it's also like knowing the difference because sometimes you can be antagonistically. You know, this is what that's what my character would do, which is different. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a more honest, like truer version of it where it's like you're also disappointed that this is what the character is going to do. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. 
Well, and then, yeah, yeah. and then there's the, the other way of doing it of, I just want to do this thing and I'm going to smear. <laughs> this is what my character would do over top of it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's the two sides of it. Like, if you end up in it, I think all three of us have ended up with in situations where our characters would do a thing that we think is absolutely asinine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, oh, God, I don't want to do this, but it's the only thing they're going to do. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's absolutely totally different than taking the game and doing the thing you want to do and just smearing it. Like you said, smearing over it with, that's what my character would do. It's like, maybe, maybe <laughs> not. Okay, it I could just control. be the thing you want to do. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Lawful evil characters are better than chaotic neutral. That's all I'm saying. At least they've got a, a compass, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, the first part of that is lawful of some sort. Yeah, I mean, it may not be good, but at least it's lawful. Good God. <laughs> Say what you will about national socialism, but at least it's an ethos. <laughs> Things to edit. <laughs> no, man, it's Big Lebowski. Come I on. know what it's from. <laughs> But yeah, chaotic neutral. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, um, I think we're getting getting to the end now. Um, Let's see. Random question time. Uh, Jeremy, do you have any random questions for Brian? (laughs) Yeah, because all of the other ones have been so well planned out. (laughs) I I don't. (sighs) Random question. Uh, French fries or tater tots? Okay, you're you're I'm gonna say French fries simply for the fact that you didn't specify. Oh what kind of tater tots? Well, not just what kind of tater tots, it's what kind of French fries. That's fair. I I I honestly (laughs) French fries leaves a broad stroke. (laughs) Not waffle fries. Waffle fries don't count. They're their own thing. Oh, those aren't French fries. Those are waffle fries. They're yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're too thin uh, and too crispy. <laughs> all right. Let's do fair fries or tater tots. All fair fries all day long, no, especially right. with vinegar on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right, Brian. Now I got a random question for you. Yes. All right. I'm ready. I'm going to pose this to both of you guys. Actually, what's the opposite of nowhere? Somewhere. Underwear? Underwear? <laughs> <laughs> Brian wins. <laughs> Brian does win. Yeah. Brian does win. Best answer. Oh, shit. All right. Well, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I think we'll, uh, I think we'll wrap it up, right? That's about it. Uh, I, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Brian. That You've been great. Um, next time we talk to you, your one of your characters will be dead. So, um, be ready for that. <laughs> I'm ready for Lynn to one. die all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. So the so you should really worry next time I'm like, hey Brian, you want to want to do a scuttlebutt coming up? You know? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it's like uh, gonna happen. two. It's like two weeks. Like two weeks. In like two weeks, we'll we'll do what? Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever right, make man. that backup character totally off topic? <laughs> totally off topic, unrelated. <laughs> did, did you say they were a sorcerer, or was were you making a cleric? <laughs> so hypothetically, if you were going to make a new character for Twilight Two Thousand, would you use the archetype rules or the life path one? So hypothetically, just you life know, throwing it. No yeah. life path every time. It's too much fun. <laughs> the it chaos. Is fun. It is fun. The chaos. I love it. All right. Well, um, I'm going to say that's about it, and we'll just uh, end it there. Uh, we got new episodes coming out next week. Uh, on Monday, it's going to be episode three of Twilight 2000, uh, Two Past Midnight, which is, oh, fuck, what was episode three? Oh, Psalms 83 82-3. 82-3, And then... On Thursday, it's going to be episode three when the audio quality starts to get a little bit better. 
a little bit better. Uh, and it's uh, Marbles of Modern Medicine. Uh, that's episode three. And uh, don't miss it. It's a classic. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. Yeah, they're actually they're they're actually both pivotal episodes. Fucking great episodes. Oh yeah, yes. all three of them are pivotal and define the rest of their respective campaigns. Yeah, you mean both of them, respectively? Yeah, but you said all three of them. Wait, there was a third one. You said all you three. Said of them. three. <laughs> you said three. I said three. You said yes, all you three said of three. them. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sitting here going, what's the third one? <laughs> no, I what it was is we said episode three, episode three, and then he got hung up on three because he's high as a kite. <laughs> Too many threes. <laughs> I am 33 years old, goddammit. Jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Oh man! Wait, no, I know what the third one is. What? It hasn't been released yet. Uh, Scuttlebutt? No. Um, not next week. There's not another three. No, it's no, but it. The third one will be pivotal, though. When, I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about, and we're gonna have to we talk about it later because I have zero idea what you're he talking is, about. We've <laughs> got to wait for him to come down and get some sleep. <laughs> We what are you want, Jeremy? Further. Let's get back to the original point of this conversation. <laughs> Jeremy, you need Sorry. to stop mixing heroin with speed. It's a oh terrible combination and it's, that... it's gonna kill you. It's gonna kill you. It's, <laughs> it's just the terrible yeah. part is you joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's shit like that that killed Elvis. That's all I'm saying. Oh, poor Elvis.